Alright everybody, so I've had a lot of people reach out to me, giving me a lot of support for signing the People in Tech podcast, and I want to really first say thank you for supporting me, but this Anchor platform has been amazing and been changing my life, getting me connected with some people in this industry that I never thought I would actually get to not only have conversations with, but learn from. And I know some of you who are tuning in are asking, Caleb, how'd you start a podcast? You know, when I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the other places people listen to? How do I make money from my podcast? Well, keep it simple. The answer to every one of these questions is Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free. And we Ridiculously easy to use. My very first episode I did for my iPhone 6 Plus. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors too. So you can get paid to do your own podcast. Hop on the Anchor platform so we can collaborate and build this community up. You know, one thing I love most about Anchor is that they're constantly being innovative, you know, allowing podcasts to leverage music, get sponsorship, get paid, and ultimately, be the best content creator you can be. So if you've always wanted to start your podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and a diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. Again, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? Welcome back to the People in Tech podcast. I'm your host, Caleb King. And guys, it's been a minute, but I wanted to do another quick episode to give the people what they want. So first, I want to give everybody a quick update of why I haven't been releasing episodes weekly, how we were doing it all summer long. But ultimately, like anything else, life caught up to me, guys. Uh, recently in my personal life, my mother had moved closer to me, so I had to help get her organized and moved into her new spot. You got to take care of family. I moved myself, so now I'm living with the lovely Jenny. So that was a transition period. That took some time. And the last three, no, not even, guys. The last, like, two months, been doing a lot of traveling. Uh, went to L.A., went to Minnesota, went to San Antonio, and recently just hiked the entire, well, most of the Grand Canyon. Talking about going from the very top, going all the way down to Phantom Ranch, shout out to Phantom Ranch and the cabin crew down there, and coming all the way back up. We're talking about 30 plus miles of hiking. But that's what I've been doing in my personal life, and Because of all this moving, I haven't been able to get into studio and record brand new episodes. One, because I don't have a studio right now. So I'm actually recording this episode on my new iPhone XS, which I love, by the way. Jenny got the Pixel, which I think she likes. Both high-quality phones. But you guys, check out my previous episode where I gave my review. And I think what I'm going to do in a week or two is do like a comparison between the two because I honestly think they're very, very close in terms of features and functionality. But anyways, just wanted to give you guys a quick episode and I wanted to talk about the big news going on today because I was like, 
yeah, I'm just going to wait until I have a studio. And, oh, let me, let me talk about that. So right now I don't have a studio. So again, I'm recording on my phone. The good news, day one listeners, is we are getting an upgraded studio. I'm talking the don't quit your day job studio. It's going to be the I might have to quit my day job. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not quitting my day job. But brand new studio, brand new setup. So I've been working on that. It's still a work in progress. So be patient with me. Once the brand new studio gets set up, you will be getting your weekly daily dose of people in tech with your boy Caleb King and DJ Side Hustle and the whole crew. But I just wanted to do a quick episode today to talk about the big news. IBM and Red Hat. Now, for those of you who aren't aware, IBM just agreed to spend $34 billion to buy Red Hat. It's literally the largest software deal ever. It's by far IBM's biggest deal, and it's, I think it's a hundred plus year history, and it follows five straight years of declining revenue at the company. Now, when people think IBM, they think, oh, isn't it that old thing that Apple used to compete against that Apple finally beat? And then they have that really weird commercial and then Apple did a cool like artsy commercial with the lady throwing the little baton and breaking the IBM mentality because it was like super weird to have IBM. I don't better I don't know how I better describe it. I'm a millennial. But ultimately IBM was really, really cool. And then they kind of fell off. And they haven't really done anything. Like they're still around. And it's funny because even in my current job, uh, tools like IBM WebSphere or RTC are heavily used. Like, so it's not like they've dis- disappeared, but with the emergence of Google and Amazon and Microsoft Azure, like all of these cloud providers and cloud services, like you just didn't know where IBM was falling into it. So... Yeah, I really just want to talk about, give you guys a 411 to break down of really what you need to know. Now, in my personal opinion, there's no guarantee that IBM buying Red Hat is going to be a big payoff. Like 34 billion, we're talking billion dollars, guys. Like the lotto right now, if you were to win the lotto, I think it's like 1.6 billion. IBM was like, we're going to buy Red Hat for 34 billion dollars. And no one, like, that return on investment, like, they might not see that money for years or decades. But they're really hoping that combination of Red Hat and IBM, like, financial backing, just can get IBM back on the map to really compete with AWS and Google and all the big players, right? You know, the company's really looking to stay relevant as a technology landscape has really evolved. And buying Red Hat's a bold move. And there's logic to it. You know, according to Jeffrey Caval, you know, this is a transformation. This is like a transformative as it gets for IBM. So that's a quote from Jeffrey Caval, who the analyst who wrote a report on this whole breakdown this past Monday. Now, I just kinda, I want to go over some of the possible benefits. Like, I don't want to bore you with details. Like, you can go on Google and look this stuff up. But one 
let's just keep it simple. It's about the money. Money, 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 money. And when we're talking about this acquisition, it's going to be a big financial boost. Red Hat is a fraction of the size of IBM, but it's growing much faster and generating cash in the process. So while analysts, project managers are looking at the growth of IBM this year before, well, not before, but pretty much looking at IBM and their growth year after year, and then they look at Red Hat growth, and they're like, holy crap, Red Hat is growing way faster than IBM. So IBM thought process, I'm sure, was like, why don't we just acquire them, give them more resources so they can grow faster. And now since we own them, we, of course, become more relevant. So, I mean, overall, this makes sense. You saw something that's doing really well. You're not doing very well. You're thinking to yourself, well, we have money and resources. Let's just buy them and let them do very well. But now they're under our wing. So that's pretty cool. Uh, another thing I would say, keep it simple, you know, it's working across the cloud. So Red Hat's heritage is doing business around the Linux open source operating system. If you don't know what that means, I'm going to do an episode about Linux and open source in the near future. So stay tuned. But ultimately, just think of it like it is very popular in the community and open source, meaning there's people out there who want to make this stuff work. Now, IBM has a public cloud that competes with Amazon Web Services, but developers use Red Hat's Linux on many public clouds, including those run by Microsoft and Google. So that multi-cloud approach should help IBM bring in revenue as more companies choose to go to public clouds that are more popular than its own. So the cloud is, we did the episode, What the Fuck is the Cloud, uh, a few weeks ago, and you know, the cloud's in this interesting state. Like, Amazon really just came out first and hit the ball running, and they've just been on top ever since. Google was reserve, and they were like, yeah, we don't want to copy AWS. We want to be different. Now, Google Cloud Platform, they've offered some very great features. And, you know, Google being Google, you know, they came up with only problems Google has, and they come up with only solutions Google has. So things like Kubernetes that you've heard about, like that came from a team from Google where they're like, we have this problem with our container container orchestration. What should we do? Well, let's just create a solution for it because no one else has this problem. You know, even in my current job, like we're using OpenShift, which is under the Red Hat, you know, umbrella, which is ultimately a a wrapper around Kubernetes. So I've always liked to look. The, I like to look at Red Hat and OpenShift as, hey, you don't want the open source Kubernetes platform? That's fine. You can just get the paid version, which is the same thing, but because you're paying for it, you're going to get more support. Um, another big point I want to bring up with the whole Red Hat IBM thing: uh, developers and consulting work. So. You know, buying Red Hat means getting more than 8 million software developers on board, potentially bringing them closer to other IBM products. So there's also the opportunity for consultants to work for IBM, you know, helping deploy Red Hat products like JBoss middleware and again, OpenShift software for deploying applications in virtual containers. 
all this can fall under IBM Consulting and Managed Service Operations, which is a win for IBM. To keep it simpler, they're looking at it like, you guys have a lot of great developers. We're going to get all the developers and we can pretty much say, hey, you guys are pretty much going to be like our consultants within IBM, which benefits IBM. And again, IBM has the money and the resources. So Red Hat's like, yeah, give us the resources. We can do even more than what we're doing now. Uh, and then lastly, and this is just my personal opinion. I think IBM is trying to change the legacy. I really, my personal opinion, I really thought IBM was going towards like the RIM, or for those of you who are too young to know what RIM is, Research in Motion, aka BlackBerry. They're really going down that route where, you know, BlackBerry cell phones were like the smartphone. And now you can't even find somebody who has a BlackBerry. You know, and IBM is kind of going down that route where, it was like, we don't want to be associated with, you know, uh, BlackBerry. We don't want to be associated with, like, how HP was super popular or Compact was super popular back in the day. Like, we don't want to be associated with that. We want to be known as a modern-day technology, a great option, and we want to be able to compete with the big players. So that's just my general gist of Red Hat and IBM and that whole acquisition I think it would be a good move, but it's going to take a long time. I think the funny thing is, is like IBM has products that compete with Red Hat. So now it's like, do they become one product? Do IBM say our product sucks, yours is better? Like we're going to go with you, you know, and like just move those developers over. So those are the things I'm going to be kind of curious to see iron out. And it's such a big transaction. Like, again, 34 billion, like it's not going to happen overnight. I do think it's a good move. If I was in IBM shoes, I don't know what else you would do to try to stay relevant because it's hard to be innovative and keep up. And I think they've looked at it like, well, we haven't been able to keep up. Why don't we just buy somebody who's doing very well and incorporate them in our system? But that's all I really want to talk about today, guys. I want to keep it short and simple. Uh, stay tuned. Once the studio is back up, we're going to be getting DJ Side Hustle doing his thing. We got wine in the studio. I'm super excited for when I get everything set up. And yeah, get back on regular track to release episodes weekly. But for now, I'm out. Peace.